Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, welcome to streaming Star Wars. How are you doing? I'm Pete Fletcher. I'm here with my good friend, Nick Milky. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? How are things? Man, it's been a day, but I will say that given the conversations tonight, it seems like the only appropriate greeting is hello there. Hello there. Yes. Wow. So as you alluded to at the top of the show, it you know, it's we, we definitely thought about, you know, what's the is it right to to jump in and, and have fun and talk about Star Wars during a time that's sure. it's stressful for for the country and, and for many of our good, good friends. And um, stressful is really being uh, polite with the with the wording. Yes, but, uh, but we decided that it makes sense to be here. There's a lot going on in, in the Star Wars world. And as you said, you know, if we could take some time to to move on and, and talk about some other things and then be ready for the fight, then then we're, we're ready for it. So uh, without a doubt. We are so glad that you're here. We have a full agenda tonight. It is going to be really packed. Do. I mean, the, the Kenobi series felt like uh, it was it was jam packed with all the stuff that was a part of it. But at some point, uh, about a little later on in the show, once we start talking, actually, I don't know when we're going to do it. It'll be at some <laughs> point we're going to start bringing we'll all with it. We're going to bring you all in to hang out with us and uh, and give us your thoughts, opinions, hot takes things that you enjoyed and didn't uh, about the show about the Kenobi show and you know hey we're looking forward to uh, Andor as well and it's not that my guy man but we also on a show like this week we just were like we'll we'll just talk about Kenobi and or the Kenobi finale yeah and we don't and we don't have a we don't have a guest per se so we're like we'll just do it the two of us have plenty that we can talk about right and now here we are with what seemed like just one thing we've got a packed show and I'm excited about it and again This show has been the light has guided me through my day with all the yep. things that were going on in the world, at work, just a busy family day. There was so much going on. And so it is exciting to be here. Um, we've got a bunch of folks tuned in already. Um, so glad to see all of you in the chat. We hope you will hang out the whole time because we're excited to see your lovely faces later in the show. Yeah. We'll um, be, we'll if be you've got a webcam and a mic, up, yeah. if you've got just a mic, you know, whatever, we just we want to hear from you because, you know, we the people are the Star Wars fans and community so 100%. we're gonna we're gonna talk about all of it 100 percent. there's so much great stuff and so much to talk about with the kenobi series before we get to the news maybe just give me give me just your i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it at you give me your sort of one sentence feeling after wednesday morning when you watched part six of kenobi and the, the season finale series finale the kenobi series was developmental mm. I'm going to go with developmental and I'll get into that more as we talk about the episode and as we talk about the series as a whole and why that's the word that kind of popped into my brain just now, because I didn't know you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes, Nick. I would hey, hate it's working. That. You're doing a good job. I don't want well, before to be we, before we get to the news and I rearranged our, um, our show notes from last time, because we did have a guest last week. Normally we do our toast after the news when we bring our guest in to include them in that. But it's you and me tonight. We're going to probably toast every guest that calls in with us a little bit later <laughs> on. 
um, which means bad news by the end of the show, but we'll deal with that when we get there. <laughs> right. I want to raise a toast to all of our friends in the chat. I want to raise a toast to you, my friend, and cheers to a happy Star Wars night. Happy Star Wars. Awesome. So, Nick, where do we want to get started? Maybe we should just sort of start with our, um, you know, sort of the 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 uh, episode review. And this is where I have no idea where to even start with this episode. So, I guess, Nick, when did you watch it? Were you like, um, I did not stay up, and I I was. What did I watch? Oh, I watched our friend Kyle Katarn. Um, I think Chris and Dan maybe were on with him this mm -hmm. last week. Anyhow, there was somebody on and they were streaming and they were wrapping up at like 10 o'clock my time. And I think I even put in the chat. I was like, don't you guys want to do this for four more hours? So I have something <laughs> to watch until it gets to be 2 a.m. And it's time for me to, you know, watch the show. I toyed with the idea and ultimately decided it was probably not going to benefit my rapidly aging body. So <laughs> I went to bed and I got up at 445 and I went out to the couch and to a lot of people's disappointment, I usually watch the first time on my phone just because I usually wake up early, throw in an earbud, watch it. Um, but this week I went out to the couch by myself and my TV hooks up to my little Bluetooth earbud. So I had the TV audio in my ears and watched it on the big screen at 445 by my happy little self sitting on the couch. And when it was over, I didn't know what I was supposed to do with myself. <laughs> yeah, I... Um... I woke up at like 2.45 for some reason in the middle of the night. I think I'm going to blame the cat, but honestly, I was just, I think I was literally kid at Christmas, like so excited yeah. to watch it. And I was like, you know, I'll just fall back asleep. It'll be fine. I'll get up. And then I just said, nope. screw it. I'm gone. So like you, honestly, yeah. it's so funny. You know, you and I are essentially the same person, just one <laughs> with a Southern accent. And right. I, uh, I usually watch it on my phone in the morning mm -hmm. in bed before anybody gets up, but I traversed downstairs, I turned on the PlayStation 5, and I put the headphones on through the controller, and I watched it on the big TV. And yeah. I got to say, I'm really happy that I did it that way, because I I don't feel like you can get this episode on a phone, at, at least the mm -hmm. first time. You can watch the second yeah. or third time and pick up the pieces. But um, to your point, I did not know what to do, because I thought mm -hmm. in my head, it was like 3 o'clock, I'll watch it, 4 o'clock, it'll be over, I'll go back to sleep. I was tweeting, I yeah. was like... There was Feeling no sleeping happening when I was done. In fact, I woke up to messages from you because you you watched it an hour ahead of me. Right. And I think, and Scotty stayed up. So I had messages from both of you in our little group feed. And like, as I got out of my bed and headed for the living room, I just glanced at my phone and I saw messages and I just turned it over. I was like, I can't look at that right now because, yeah. you know, there could be something there I don't need to see. Um, but yeah, and there was no hope in me going back to sleep either. And um and it wasn't restful sleep to get to four for a rest. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, I kept waking up going, I should just be up right now. I should be up right now. But I tried to be responsible and it only kind of worked. It's it's pretty amazing that this show has had that kind of an impact. And I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, when I asked you before about sort of, you know, one sentence to describe the yeah. show, um, the way I would put it, maybe we can dig into some some sort of key observations. Again, yeah. there's been. 14,627 podcasts and YouTube shows that have, have broken the show down. So we're not going to go scene by scene. I want to hit on some of the things that we found really unique and really kind of, kind of what made the show special. And, yeah. you know, you said, what, what was the word you used to I describe? said developmental. Developmental. I'm using a similar word and I'm going to call it epilogue because okay. to me, what this show did um, I think Alden and several Alden Diaz and several other people have called this episode 3.5. And that's really yes. what it is. But the thing that I loved about it when it was all said and done was that it took us, yes, it took us from 
prequels to original trilogy. It took us from the end of Revenge of the Sith to up to, you know, a couple years, 10 years, nine years away from A New Hope. But what it did was it personalized the story. And while I think yes. the prequels did a nice job of telling Anakin's story. It had to be told in this, by the way, this universe, this galaxy that we play in, here's what happened to get it to where it is. So you were getting right. an enormous galactic political story. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're trying to learn about this kid who just has lost everything and made the wrong choices for maybe the right reasons, you could argue. Mm -hmm. And the impact that it had, and as great as the Clone Wars animated series was, and I... I wouldn't change a thing about that. You didn't get, you got more galactic level. This, right. and I think this is one of the things that threw off some of the fans who didn't like it, was this was really such a personal story about Obi-Wan, obviously, mm -hmm. his name is in the title, but it was real, it, for me, more than anything else, it, it really solidified Anakin and Darth okay. Vader as the villain. Okay. Where, where, where are you, what's your reaction to that? I, I, as you were speaking, you helped me figure out what I really actually wanted to say, which is it wasn't some, I mean, when I say it was developmental, what I mean is it fleshed out so much of the story we already had. Yep. That's really what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. And you hit it exactly right. In the prequels, we had to do all these big, big things to quickly whittle it down to this point where we are in four to create mm -hmm. this, you know, we got to do all these things to tell you how we got from here to here. Mm -hmm. What this show has done just in six episodes, less than six hours has made all of those things that both happened in the prequels and what happened in, especially in four, it shored that all up. It made yes. it such a better and more complete story. It's the bridge. It bridged the gap between those two series of movies it happens with anakin and obi-wan we get the flashback in episode five where they're fighting he's talking about his desire to win is going to be his undoing that yep. comes back not only with obi and darth vader but vader uses that against reva yeah you know when yep. they're having the fight he doesn't even she's not worth drawing his weapon mm -hmm. but he also in the process of trying to win gets defeated by obi-wan he gets tricked he gets you know all that stuff and then we get the rematch of the century in this episode which my god i can't wait till we talk about that <laughs> but it it fleshed out and it really bridged the gap between those two series of movies including not only obi-wan but um i for me it was leia so much yeah. of the stuff with leia so much of the stuff in the relationship with leia and the little moments with ben you know with her when they're in the Death Star hallway and Luke rescues her, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi, where? That's yeah. when the guard is down. It's yeah. not the hologram message that everybody complained about. She acted like she didn't know him. Of course she did. She was a diplomat, and right. she was a spy, and she was a rebel. She knew what she was doing. She wasn't going to record a message that could fall into enemy hands that goes, hey, remember those times that we were best friends and you helped me out and all that stuff? Right. She was professional. General Kenobi, years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Right. This is a woman who shows no emotion when her home planet is destroyed, and then she watches right. Obi-Wan. I will say, her, Luke watched Obi-Wan die, and we got his reaction I right. want to find a cut of Leia's reaction. Leia's reaction. That was, yeah, That's that changes everything, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and I love this. Boop says it may not be all about lifting rocks, but it's a very useful skill. It certainly is. You um, know, and I, Yeah, for me, fleshing out Leia was such a big part of this. The Obi-Leia Obi relationship really spoke to me, of course, on levels as a father with daughters. Sure. As, you know, 
having friends who have adopted children, the stuff with her and Bale on Alderaan, yep. you know, you are, you are an Antilles. I mean, a uh, Bale, um, Organa. Yeah, Bale and, Organa, I'm sorry, Bale Antilles. <laughs> that's Captain Antilles. Um, yeah, you are an Organa through and through, you know, he puts his yep. hand on her heart. And one of the things, and this is such a parent thing, every time Obi-Wan Kenobi talked to Leia, he got down on her level. And yes, that said I, so much to me about how he knelt down to speak to that child. Yeah. I think let's let's talk a second about patience with the show as well, because I think that's the yeah. key thing for this. I think, you know, there were I, I would love to talk to somebody who's willing to have an honest conversation about. And in fact, I, you know, I always talk about Adam, my friend across the street, who we yeah. who we see those Thursday night openings of things. He was the one who sent me just a week and a half ago. Why is Obi-Wan such a wimp? Right. Right. Today he came over. We had a beer in the garage as you do with your neighbors. And uh, he was like that, that lightsaber duel was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. It's my favorite scene in star Wars now. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, and he, he got there, which was a relief to me because I knew there were pe sure. the people who were, there were certain people who were complaining about the series that were never going to get there. They gave up on it uh, as soon as uh, before it even happened. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's great to speak to somebody who's a fan and they're able to kind of they, they you know they had to struggle with it which is great because that means you went through obi-wan's story as well right, right. so what what's your thoughts on the importance of patience i have a, a couple specific points but what, <laughs> what might you have well i mean and you and i of course we talk multiple times a day and about the show and about star wars and fandom and all those things and it it never ceases to amaze me when like somebody sees the first or second episode of something and they're like, holy crap, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Right. And you're like, yeah. you know, there's five more, right? You know, there's six more, <laughs> you know, there's like, it can't be the dumbest thing you've ever seen until it's at least over with. Like you have right. to be able to see it all. And so, you know, again, our favorite sting that we use sometimes is Twitter because the internet likes to be mad. Right. You know, for all the people that complained about Obi-Wan is weak. Obi Why is he so weak? Why isn't he fighting? Why isn't he this? Then we get this battle in in the episode six, in the final episode. I lost my mind in the best way when Obi-Wan stands up with both arms out, saber in his hand, and just starts hurling boulders at Darth yeah. Vader. But I saw people complaining about that on Twitter and complaining about why would he do that? He wouldn't do that kind of thing. I'm like, this is what you asked for, and now you're getting badass Obi-Wan, and now it's not what he would do. Like, I don't get it. Um yeah, it's it, it is interesting that the, the response was what it was. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and again, I think it, a lot of it just comes down to the fact that uh, there needed to be patience. And the, the specific point that I wanted to make about patience was I saw a number of people. Uh, I don't hate to use the word complain. A lot of people commenting <laughs> about how come we haven't heard uh, Vader's theme yet? How come? Why, why is that? Why is Holt not willing to use John Williams' score? He's brilliant. Why mm -hmm. would she think he's above it? all that stuff? If they had used Leia's theme and Vader's theme during the first five episodes, you wouldn't have been crying. I mean, literally, like I. It's funny. I, one of my favorite podcasts is Thank the Maker with uh, yes, uh, you know all the the, the, the emo band guys, the uh, you know Nick Gunbarian and, uh, mm -hmm. and a bunch of those guys. They always talk about how oh I was watching the show and I was in tears, and I'm always like, is that hyperbole? I mean, they are emo guys, so maybe they are. Um, but I was sitting there on my couch at three forty-five in the morning, like in tears, literally mm -hmm. when he was talking to to Leia and to yes. to to young Luke. 
because mm-hmm. the themes came in. John Williams's right. music, and it's it's so it's it's sad and well earned the retirement of of John yep. Williams. But if they had had if they played Leia's theme throughout, it would have been lost. It's like uh, it's like the, in the sequels, and I think uh, uh, James Bainey said it when he was on with us a couple weeks ago. The sequels ruined the force theme ruined right. the, a lot mm-hmm. of the star wars themes because yep. they just overused them yeah. here they were used perfectly and my favorite musical cue was when they were chasing roken's ship there was <laughs> an homage to the millennium falcon chase yes, from empire was. strikes back yes, and it was. was i was listening to i remember like sitting there listening to it and thinking is that no that's not it but it's really it's a nice variant of it it's really good yeah and it brought you to empire strikes back it brought you Mm -hmm. into the into the Mm -hmm. things that we know and love well and and yeah and like you said i think i said in a group text that we had earlier today you know the force theme duel of fates those have become marketing tools those have become hey they played that thing this is how we get your attention in a trailer this is how we get your attention in a commercial this is how we get you know x y and z um so when they do that, it catches your attention. And then when it doesn't show up in the show, um, it, you know, messes everybody up and they get mad and they get whatever. So I did like the use of the force theme um, as Obi's coming out of the ship Yep. when on Alderaan, you know, the door opens and Leia says, what do we have today? Another cousin. And he comes out. <laughs> and of course, I love the truly kid like nature of it where you know split second later there's um lola and she's like lola like i don't care about the dude right. that was hilarious yeah the force theme played in the background of that as he's coming off the ship or maybe it's when he's getting on to leave either way they use that and then that moment i did love that because it is you know the wise jedi heading off to hopefully sleep um yeah. whatever it is that he's gonna do it, it it's interesting too because this show took so much care. And actually, before I go into that next point, I we just put in the chat. If you're if you're hanging yes. out with us and you want to give us your thoughts about the show, um, jump on in now. We we like I said, we sent over. We put the link up. All you need is a webcam and a mic. Um, even if you don't have a webcam, you just want to join by yeah. audio. That's great too. We don't need to see your face if you're not cool with that, but we'd love to see your face. Um, go ahead and join us, uh, and uh, we'll bring you into the show. But um, where I was going with that is there has been. So much that is one thing I think about this show, even more so than Mando and Boba Fett. Boba Fett was a um, was a hey remember this festival, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it yes. was great, but it was it was the way it was done in in this show was really well thought out. There was nothing that was put in there for the sake of hey remember right. when we did this and hey remember that thing. It was all very well connected, right down to and this is something I picked up today when. And, and it just struck me it was so star wars when he find when he let when uh, obi-wan lands on the moon to fight vader and mm-hmm. he discovers that lola is in his pocket right he puts lola down and as obi-wan leaves the ship lola does a little like a little uh-oh like r2 uh-huh. would have but that's yep. such a star wars thing such a it star wars thing subtle it wasn't over the top it wasn't comedic it was Mm-hmm. just so well done i thought it was well and it was to speak exactly to your point i was listening to somebody yesterday and they literally were recapping the list of all of the things that were in book of boba fett uh-huh. and you see the difference between a feloni favro and a deborah chow you know i mean obviously they were involved in executive producing levels and that kind of thing but like 
Filoni Favreau have made no secret about, we like to do the stuff that we did as kids in the sandbox with our toys. With, what right. if we had a this? What if we had a this guy? What if we had this gun? What if we had Quacky and Mucky Lizards on spits? Like <laughs> all the things. And somebody listed off literally like the entire list of all the things that were in um, Mando. And I, even listening to it, I'm going, holy cow, there's so much stuff that they packed into that. <laughs> right. Obi-Wan was done so well that, of course, you got fan service moments. You get a thermal detonator. You get, you know, X, Y, and Z. But I said to somebody, and this is not intended to be a hot take, but I think maybe the most fan service thing, if we're using that kind of cliche definition, was the appearance of Qui-Gon at the end. I, you know because what? Because... Yep. Go ahead. I'll... It was it was great. We knew it had to happen at some point. They had teased it too many times with him trying to connect, him trying to whatever. But where I thought it's going to be a part of Obi-Wan finding himself and getting his groove back. He's finally going to be in a moment in that pile of rocks and he's finally going to hear from Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon's going to go, look, you could do this all along. You didn't need me. Now go do it. Obi-Wan found himself on his own, which there's power in that story too. Yep. And the fact that he drew his strength and the force from the good of those children and the other people that he was protecting. And so then he's finally just free and he gets to see Qui-Gon. So Qui-Gon becomes the fan service moment, which was also yep. fun. Yeah, 100%. And let's talk briefly about the Qui-Gon moment, because I think um, I, it's one of those things that we all, I mean, I released the clip yesterday. We called it. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, we're not the only ones. I'm not saying we're, the, <laughs> we're geniuses. Breaking um, real ground here, Pete. Right, yes. we And we also knew that we were going to see Obi-Wan Kenobi in the show, and I don't know if anybody else was thinking that that was going to happen. But uh, <laughs> no. But it was interesting for two reasons. Number one, I agree. It felt fan service -y. It almost, it was so... It almost felt out of place, and I mean that in a good way. It didn't feel like – it just – it felt a little out of place. But a lot of people – and Scotty talked about this last week. Uh, Tatooine Sons has talked about this as well, mm -hmm. um, how each episode has mirrored something about its corresponding yeah. film episode. And to see Qui-Gon at the end was just like seeing the the uh, the Force Ghost at the end of Jedi – and what right. I what I liked about it though too was I, I I was glad to hear what you said because I in hindsight if Qui Gon showed up when he was still on Roken's ship and about to leave it would have felt like yeah he still needs his master but what happened was he found himself and then he was finally ready to find his master which I think is such Absolutely. a such a big piece of it so okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is doing commercials now. Nice. Just uh, just do the read. Fine. Have you ever been listening to a podcast and thought, I wish I was a part of that conversation? Well, of course you 
end of this episode. Okay, that's nice. Well, with the ATG Cast podcast stream, you can be part of every show. That's right. Join the ATG Cast Patreon program today, and for as little as $3 per month, you'll receive a private link to be part of the live video stream when we record Podcast of the Wills and Around the Galaxy. There are multiple programs to choose from, all with their own unique benefits, including early ad-free access to the shows, free swag, and even invitations to exclusive meet and greets with our celebrity guests. Hey, can I do a meet and greet? Sure you can. Ooh, I can't wait to meet the patrons. No, they're, they're not going to meet you. They're going to meet the guests. Oh, never mind. Remember, every single tier, including the $3 entry level, gets you into the live virtual studio audience when we record. We keep an eye on the live chat, and your question or comment could become a part of our very next episode. Just visit That's www.atgcast.com or patreon.com slash atgcast. And now, back to the show. Hey, how'd I do? I mean, it was pretty good. Pretty good. I nailed it. Uh, I'm a natural. I'm not trying to Hey, we've got a caller, and I want to get to our callers because we're about, we've dropped the link once. We'll drop the link again. I do want to respond to one comment real quick, if I can. And we talked sure. about it earlier in the show, but... Um, L14CV, welcome. May have just gotten here, may have missed me talking about this a minute ago. They said, talk about Hobie, Obi-Wan rewrites, rewrites legend with Leia and the hologram. It's implied that Leia had never met Obi-Wan. It's implied in books and comics also. Um, I think there's a lot of power in that word implied yeah. because what we get and what I said just a few minutes ago, I'm sorry if you just got here and missed it, Leia was a diplomat. Leia was a spy. Leia was a rebel. At this point, what we get in Rogue One, as you know, obviously Bale is already working with, you know, Mon Mothma, the rebels, the beginning parts of that, and he says, you know, I know who to send. Um, she's already doing spy stuff at this point. She's already, you know, she's smart enough to know I can't record a message and send it out into the world revealing my hand. I can't record a message that shows, hey, I have personal connections. I know this guy. He knows my father. Because what we also know when she gets captured by Vader is she says, this is a diplomatic, you know, I'm on a diplomatic mission from Alderaan. Like, she's still playing it cool. She's still undercover. So she can't record a message that is going to, you know, give away the fact that she's on the inside. So she has to play it cool. And I think the reason that throws... What that does throw everybody off, and I understand how that could. I think we get the reveal of that when Luke rescues her in the Death Star hallway in the detention center. When the door opens, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. Here to rescue me, yeah, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi, like her guard drops. It shocked her so much to hear him say, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. That's when you realize, no, she does know who that is and she is connected. Mm -hmm. um, so NTW has a great point. She's basically <laughs> committing open treason by recording that message. Yep. And so she does have to play it cool. So I understand where, and even my dad had that similar comment to that. He was like, I thought she didn't know who that was. Um, and so it's just an interesting point. And I think, again, this is what storytelling does for it is it gives us the opportunity to kind of feel out those stories and, you know, give them some more context along the way. Great, great conversation. And let's keep <laughs> it going with our yes. good friend, uh, our first caller of the night. Hold on, I got a little thing here. Hold on. I'm ruining it. Here we go. <laughs> hey, 
There he is. Gentlemen. Jeff. What's up, fellas? Up, my friend. Good to see you, Jeff. Nick. Yeah. First Happy things Star first. Wars Friday. Cheers. Yes, Happy first things first. Happy Friday. Star Wars. Yeah. Happy Star Wars. Man, thank y'all for letting me on the show. Of course. We are so glad to have you. I was and telling Nick earlier in the week, I was like, I cannot wait for the show Friday. Like, <laughs> man, there's so much to di- to dive into this episode. It's just insane. And there's some stuff that I made fun of, too, like we always do. Uh, when we love Star Wars so much, there are things we find that we make fun of. So I made fun of a few things, too. But all in all, this episode was just... I mean, it was mind-blowing. So what, so was your, awesome. what, what was your first... Uh, what's your biggest takeaway from, from the episode? And uh, well, let, me, let me start with a different question. How has this episode changed the original trilogy for you? <laughs> um, it... It didn't. It didn't change it in the sense of making it better or worse. Like I, I, I'm like we talked about before, where uh, I, I just love Star Wars. So if you just give me Star Wars, uh... Jeff froze. Uh-oh. Oh my goodness, Jeff froze. He was so excited that he froze. We put him in the That's carbonite. Right. He got. Oh, come on, internet. Got... Internet. There, there we go. Is. All right, internet's <laughs> back. Try it again. Oh, at least he's stuck smiling this time, which is a. <laughs> um oh well do i have audio at least or does it freeze it all yeah time? we got some audio yep there's your we audio, a little bit okay. audio. keep okay. going so i i just loved the 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 connections to the original trilogy with his dialogue the way he spoke um Ewan, Ewan mcgregor is so good in this role like as much as alec guinness is obi-wan kenobi like Ewan mcgregor is obi-wan freaking kenobi uh that story I told you, Nick, about him cussing that guy out in traffic and the guy looking over at him and <laughs> realizing that's freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> when yeah. he was shooting the guy exactly. out in traffic. But but uh, he is so – like he so owns this role that – I mean, I just – he can do anything in this role and I'm in. And, and so all, all it did for me was just make me love the OG trilogy even more. It just kept calling back to it. It just kept taking me back to it. And as like Nick said, you know, this, this was our childhood. The OG trilogy was was our prequels for some of the kids nowadays that are 20 years old now. You know, th- those were our things. So that just it just took me back with so many things. And it just there were so many callbacks that it just got me all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> well, and I think it, to, to draw a parallel to what you're saying and talking about that right now, um, as somebody, all three of us are of an age that we grew up with the original trilogy first. We were, you know, college and older when the prequels came out. And so we had a different relationship to those stories. And honestly, I have come to appreciate the prequels more in the last 10 years yes. than I did when they came yes. out. But honestly, this series did a lot for me to continue to do that, to continue to love the prequels even more. Drawing the connections Agreed. between, you know, the Anakin-Obi-Wan relationship. I'll be honest, I've plugged it a bunch so far. Everybody needs to read Mike Chen's Brotherhood. Oh my goodness. It's such yes. a good book. And it literally picks up where um, the um, it picks up where Anakin is being knighted as a Jedi. And so he's no longer mm. a Padawan. And so they're both sent off on different missions, having to deal with each other, you know, on either side of it. Um, but it, it just this series has done a lot, like I said, to flesh out those connecting points in the OT that I love but also give me even more appreciation for the prequel trilogy stuff. Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. And Phantom Menace, I already adored that movie. Um, I don't know if Scotty's still around, but every time I watch that movie, I think of his reactions to that movie and how much <laughs> yes. he loves that movie. 
Uh, no doubt. And I was thinking about him, Kenobi, Wednesday night, or, or not Wednesday night, but Wednesday morning when I'm watching it and I'm crying my eyes out towards the end. I'm like, you know what? Somewhere out there, Scotty J. would be proud of all the tears shedding during this episode. <laughs> That's right. You know, Because I'm not going to lie, I'm standing to... there. I never sat down. I stood up the whole time. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to sit down a second. All right, I'm going to sit down a second. Mm-hmm. I'm, all right, I'm going to sit down nope. just a second. Now, about halfway through, I said, no, you know what? It's so good now. If I sit down, something's going to go wrong. And, uh, yeah, and so I, I totally stood the whole it. time. It was just, it, oh my gosh, it was so, <laughs> it was so good. My biggest oh, issue man. though, that made me laugh was, you know, Baru and Lars had the high ground and Reva came in there and they both missed. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You both had the high ground and you, you both wound up yeah, out of commission and she could have killed Luke. And I was like, okay, so over <laughs> two. That's, and then, that's right. And then we, we, we got to have a lost Leia. Yeah, like Bale lost Leia, and so Obi Wan's like, I, you, you, each of you had one job, and now I got to fix both yep. of them. <laughs> That's Come right. on. That's right. Parents coming in. But I'll do it because I'm Obi Wan and I can. <laughs> That's right. It totally yeah. works out. So. Um, yeah, it totally well, works. Well, Jeff, this is th- this has been so good to get to see you. We've got another caller hanging yes. out, so we're going. Thank to you for letting me on. Send you on to your Friday night. Of course, always glad to see you, and um, thanks for coming on. And may the force be with you. That was great. I always love hearing from Jeff. Jeff is a patron, so I'm going to use this opportunity to tell people about our Patreon program. Sorry, I'm always a marketer, always selling. For $3 (laughs) a month or more, whatever you want to pay, uh, at uh, patreon.com slash ATGcast, you get some free swag from us, and you will also be able to join us when we record Podcast of the Wills and Around the Galaxy with our special guests. Certain tiers give you different uh, opportunities, including opportunities to actually meet some of the guests after the show so jeff thank you for being a patron man thank you so much for being a part of the family but let's talk to somebody else who's been part of the family way back before for a long time and let's just even say this that's right and let's just say this we are crossing international borders (laughs) and there is there is a history here and i'm so glad that this person is joining us because i have heard stories and i have witnessed on occasion the struggles of canadian internet but i'm feeling good right now (laughs) that this is going to be a good night so i can't uh, wait to get danny in here so let's uh, do that all right here she is danny hey guys how What's are you up, danny oh, man your internet good, looks good. much better than jerry cables ever did Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys doing? how are you oh i'm doing well i'm doing well busy you, tired danny? glad it's friday <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank I, I can totally appreciate all of that um, Danny, we got an Obi-Wan Kenobi series, not a mm-hmm. show, not a movie. Mm-hmm. We got an entire series, mm-hmm. six episodes of goodness, you know, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Give us your thoughts. What worked for you? Did, was there anything that didn't work? We're allowed to be constructively critical, but mm-hmm. tell me your thoughts on Obi-Wan. Well, I have to be honest. I, okay. Like starting at the beginning, I, I just to go back a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know if I was super wild about the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I was starting to get a little jaded by the, by not, not jaded, but kind of, I, I was starting to get like a little bit worried about dipping into lore, dipping into kind of like mm-hmm. established characters or whatever. Absolutely. That said, I thought they pulled it out magnificently. Mm. Yeah. I thought this, the writing was just incredible. The acting was incredible. I mean, there was a few times during the season where I was like, whoa you know? <laughs> and the thing that got me the most and it was most obvious in the last episode 
and I kind of I tweeted about this, but I'll restate it here, is this is an interesting show to watch because we know the outcome. It's a low stakes game. We know mm-hmm. Owen and Brew survive. We know Luke survives. We know Leia survives. We know Vader survives. We know Obi Wan survives. Like, there's no one dying when Luke was That's in. Right. It. We know he's living. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> which almost it's, which almost feels like a really freeing thing because that yeah. leaves you so much room to tell story to tell real personal stories. You don't have to sell the sensationalism yeah. of are they going to die? Is yeah. you know who's in jeopardy? But, like you get to flesh out characters, which I think this mm-hmm. did. And, and but what it <clears throat> did was it allowed these characters that we had only seen for a few minutes in the original trilogy. Well, I mean, obviously not Luke and Leia, but other characters like Owen and Brew, it allowed them to breathe. It gave their stories depth. It gave their characters depth. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I mean, so like, you know, Baru is this nice, loving aunt. In this episode, she's Ram Baru for crying out loud. Like, <laughs> yeah, Baru. <laughs> so good. Hashtag Ram Baru. Yeah, when she was up my... God, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, and maybe one of my top five or ten moments in the entire series yeah. is when she says to Owen something about Ben, and he goes, Ben is gone. And she goes, whose fault is that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> immediately she was like, mm-hmm, good, got it, we're on it. And it was, it was great. I am going to say that I th- I, I've heard you know talk about like you know should there be a second season uh, I, this is the weird thing where for the first time and like you know me i'm always like give me more star wars sure yep. this is the first time where i'm kind of like no just stop it here I it think. ended perfectly i don't want to give any reason for people to even to say oh well any potential that you're gonna like start pissing off like fanboys more than you already are right, <laughs> it's like, right. I, don't, I don't know i just i felt like it ended absolutely 1000 percent perfect and i don't want to tarnish that it's like i love this series from beginning to end let's just stop mm-hmm. i don't yeah. need more i don't need more now do i want more vader you better you bet yourself of course. <laughs> I do. we all yeah. do like but, i want more absolutely. vader but i don't necessarily need to have it in this context but you make right. a great point and I'm, I'm with you i was you know my biggest concern going into this episode was that they may have changed something to give us a second epi- a second season instead of closing it up but clearly they closed it all up they they there were no there were no dangling sort of uh, uh plot points that they mm-hmm. sort of left to go and honestly you know some people are saying well let's see let's see obi-wan learn about how to commune with the force and that no i don't think we need it honestly i think we're okay i think i don't, we know- I don't want that because i don't right. want them i want the mystique of the force to still be a mystique yes yeah mm-hmm. like i don't need every single freaking I cross, I dotted and T cross in Star Wars. Sometimes it's okay to just leave me guessing a little bit. A hundred percent. That's right. hundred yeah. percent. And I think that that's it's one of those. Go ahead, Pete. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that it's, it's one of those things that this, this show did so well was make all the, I think we all, all anybody who's a sweaty mm-hmm. Star Wars nerd like us, we all walked in and we're like, okay, there, there's so much opportunity to, to drop the ball on this. There's so much opportunity to, to break canon, to make us look at things in different mm-hmm. ways and in not a positive way, but it all worked. And there, were, I think that is a credit to to Deborah Chow and to uh, uh, what's it, uh, Joby Harold uh, and the writing team. Mm-hmm. There was so much care given to making sure that all these connections were made. And in a way that didn't feel shoehorned, because how many shows have we seen where you're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll shove this in there and it'll work. Um, none of that felt like it was shoehorned at all, which was mm-hmm. pretty amazing. So, And, and I, I do have actually kind of one more thing to kind of, because you know me, uh, Pete, you know my story maybe more than 
other people do, like how I came into the fandom yep. was through The Force Awakens. That was my mm-hmm. gateway drug. I had just, you know, come off some pretty devastating news in my personal life. And uh, that's when I clung in. And that's my that was my gateway. And everything I look at kind of comes through that lens of The Force Awakens and the sequel trilogy. So there's two sort of things that I loved and kind of things that I'm kind of like, maybe. And and number one was, I love the fact that we saw now Leia twice, um, not having hope that Ben would come back, but two different Bens. Right. You never lost that hope that Ben's would come back, you know? I love that. That's great. Uh, Yeah. And the other thing is, is that like, you kind of (laughs) saw, I'm telling you, I want Ray somehow, some goddamn way maybe through her mother maybe you know obi-wan's her uncle because apparently obi-wan has a younger brother which i think calcastus but you know um (laughs) but i I want i want ray to somehow be a kenobi because good my (laughs) the the parallels between obi-wan and ray this entire series was unbelievable like that whole lifting rock scene the rock scene for sure and i thought i'm like okay we know that she's a Palpatine through her father, but what do we know about her mother? Mm. And then I'm like, and then, and then the, I thought like, was it deliberate that he made a point in episode two or three to point that, to make a point that he had a younger brother? Was that like a little bon mot that they're going to explore later? Cal Festus. But, you know. <laughs> Well, I want I want to see, and, she, and he doesn't know who his brother is, so that's why I think it's Calcestis. <laughs> I, I didn't even think well, of it. At least you don't have an agenda, Danny. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I'm not. I don't want. I'm not necessarily saying like you know Ray should be like the grand, you know, Satine and blah blah blah, and the grandson. Or I think they, if they were going to explore that, they would have explored that. But yeah, good God, I want him. I want them to be related somehow. Maybe through the younger brother, <laughs> Calcestis. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I, Danny, I'm, I'm creating. I'm Sorry, creating new conspiracy theories now. Hey, conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> conspiracy theories are just a step away from fan fiction, Danny. And so I think that's, that's right. okay. <laughs> it, it totally works, Danny. It's so good to get to see your face and hear your voice. Yeah. And again, I'm very proud of the infrastructural work that Canadian Internet has been doing since the last time I saw you. <laughs> Yes. This, is a, this is a good appearance. So it's good to see you. Thank you for popping in with us tonight. And I hope yeah. you have a wonderful rest of your Friday. Yeah, you betcha. And Calcastus is a Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Danny. Bye-bye. I love her. She's the best. She's. I, I've told the story before. I The first time I knew that my podcast was starting to catch on was she posted a uh, picture from a Starbucks in Canada and mm-hmm. her phone listening to my show. And I was like, my goodness, people actually do listen to the show. It's pretty <laughs> wild. Do this. So. It's so crazy. <laughs> people do do um, this. Well, speaking of crazy, not that crazy, but exciting. Um, we have another caller on the line. And this is a new caller for us, Pete. This is not somebody that I recognize or that we've had on before. So let's hit the thing and let's get in danotube.com. Hey, Dano. guys, what's up? How hey, are well, you? Hello there. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. This well, is welcome, awesome. Of course. Welcome to the show, man. It's uh, it's nice to get somebody new. And, uh, somebody Thanks. New. So, so uh, what was your what's your you know your gut reaction to that first uh, to first viewing of of Kenobi? Well, I have Part some six. questions. I'm I'm <laughs> utterly confused about why Reva wanted to kill Luke. Maybe you guys can help me out with that. You know, I think that's a great question because I've been trying to figure that one out myself. Because I guess, so in my notes for my own sort of personal takeaway is what's next for Reva? And the question too is, did she know 
who Luke was? Did she know? Did she put two and two together? So I, I think I, the only answer I have, and uh, and and Nick, I want to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah. It's just connected somehow to Obi Wan, and she knew a way to get to him because she knew about Owen and Tatooine. Of course, that implies that there's only one person on Tatooine named Owen. So, <laughs> but again, it is Star Wars. Explosions happen in space, and uh, so we need to just become and everything with... circle circles around Tatooine. So correct. You know, right. I think, and and I, I like that question, and I have thought about it briefly, but not as much as I probably should have. I think for me, and I think the telling line is when she breaks down and she says, I couldn't do it. She's still clinging on to trying to figure out a way to get to Vader. She failed in the battle with him in episode five. He left her. He stabbed her. She didn't succeed at the one thing she wanted, which was this vengeance. So somehow she thought because she saw the message, if she could get to Tatooine, whatever this kid is, maybe somehow she could still get to where she was. But she was already teetering on that point of failure. And I think... Why, whatever reason she wanted to get to Luke had something to do with one last ditch effort to try and get to Vader and she failed. So she breaks down to Obi-Wan. I couldn't do it. I'm a failure. Um, that's how I live. If she it. had, if she had killed him though, like uh, a what if scenario. And then she tells Vader, you know, that kid you, d you thought was already dead. Well, he, he's actually really dead still. Yeah. But for real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I did yeah. it and I win. Right. Yeah. 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 A way to win. What was your and, he's what like, was your... and then he Vader might have been like, oh, thank you, because he might have been a huge threat to me, which is probably why Obi-Wan was hiding him in the first place. So thank you for killing him. <laughs> thank you. And I, <laughs> I'm still going to try to kill you again because I'm doing Vader. So what was your what was your overall take on on Reva's arc? Um, I uh, it, it's like it was overly telegraphed. I, I felt like they could have done really well with something had it had we hadn't seen it coming a mile away because mm. the, they set up at the, the very first scene is her already being a padawan and and mm -hmm. so you, you kind of know that there's a reason they're showing us this sure um so i don't know it, was, it, it wasn't very surprising it was just like eventually it happened and you're like oh yeah that that that's <laughs> that makes sense there's the thing um right but but then the luke thing was a little bit weird so i was i was just confused about that yeah yeah, and um, it's to go back and, to your. And it's like we don't know her motivation to want to kill him, so I don't really understand her motivation to to then then not want to kill him either. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, and, I and wanted I think... to see her flying with the lightsaber though too. I think we missed out on that. One. <laughs> I, I definitely yeah, think no we, we missed. Yes. What yes. the heck? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, I'll that's tell you, a standard you know, inquisitorious kind of deal. And, and I can I I think Reva's character had a very interesting arc, but I do feel again. This is not a uh, this is not a how I would write it type of show, but I we since we don't know what happened to her, we do know that you know revenge keeps people uh, keeps dark side people alive. Yeah. You're right. The yeah. revenge is over. What happened to her? Did she? You mm -hmm. know, I, I in my head canon, she didn't make it much further than that, and that was kind of which I think is okay. You know, she she then dies redeemed, and that's. That's a classic Star Wars. I mean, but trip. how is she gonna die? She survived getting stabbed through the chest twice. <laughs> What's I gonna kill her? The only person who's ever been killed by a lightsaber through the through the torso is uh, is Qui Gon Jinn. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's She's true. the only one that couldn't come back from that. Everybody else seems to be doing fine. <laughs> so uh, yeah. 
Well, that's fantastic. Well, thanks for jumping in with us tonight. We loved hearing that oh, thought. Sure. I love thanks thinking for about me. that question because, again, that's another one of those things that it peaked for a minute, and then with everything else that we got in the episode, it kind of got shuffled back to the back. So I'll probably end up oh. reflecting on that later tonight too. <laughs> one little funny point I want to add. Um, yeah. Remember when Obi-Wan gets back uh, to uh, Alderaan? And mm-hmm. Leia sees him, and she's like, she see excitement on her face. And I was like, oh, she's a, she's glad to see Obi Wan. And then she she yells the little robot's name and goes after the robot. <laughs> yeah, I thought that yeah. was Jesus. Wonderful. That's very very classic. That's a this, kid move. I have kids. This dude That's saved your life. <laughs> yeah, I can see like, my but kids. But you brought me a surprise. That's way better. Yeah. than you. Oh, you brought me a present. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, guys. You have a good awesome, one. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Peace. Thanks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I love getting other people's perspectives. We have a lot of, you know, and we love the fact that we have so many of our friends joining us all the time. But uh, yep. Dano, is, uh, he's new. That's great. I'm That's excited. Right. I, lo- I love hearing new voices. Um, speaking of voices, yes. we have another caller on the line. Yes. Um, this is a gentleman that you and I are both familiar with. Is a friend of ours. When I say voice, I mean he worked in radio. He has a radio voice, and and there may be this buzzword that floats around him and in his aura, the t- the word tapestry. Tapestry. Um, but <laughs> this is a man who has deep thoughts and is good at explaining things. So this is one of the voices I'm glad we get to hear tonight um, as we talk about this Kenobi finale. So let's get Alden Diaz in here. Awesome. Alden, how you doing, man? So good to see you. Hello. Making my uh, streaming Star Wars debut. Absolutely. Uh, great to be here. I got to be 100% honest. You guys need to know the backstory of how <laughs> I ended up here. Short backstory. I get a text from uh, Scott Giroux from the F. Scott J. as I like Scott Giroux. We usually do say it. <laughs> F. Scott J. Rowe. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole so context, though. He, he sends me a uh, sends me a text that says, "It's been a hard day. You know, it's been a yeah. very stressful yep. day, and some stuff in, going in on. Country, yeah. And I've been throwing myself into content and work. This is this is the fifth thing I've been on the mic for today. Um, <laughs> You're a machine, Danny Hecarus, uh, and I. I did a Game of Thrones podcast. I did my own Star Wars podcast. Been popping around. Just wanted to stay busy and distracted. Yeah. And Scotty sends me a text with a link that says, "Need another distraction?" Question mark. And if you know this man, that's a risky click. That could be anything. <laughs> right. You don't know. That could be anything. <laughs> so I was texting him. I was like, I, "I want you to know that I I love and trust you because I clicked that without really hesitating. <laughs> and I, I, I they could have brought me into like a could have been adult. anywhere triple x stream or something like who knows what could have happened 
So then, then yeah. after he said, "Oh, it's it's Pete and Nick," I said, "Okay, thank God." Yeah, it's a couple of old dads drinking whiskey and talking Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. it's as good as it gets. Yeah. Uh, so, so were you guys, are you talking Reva? I heard while I was in the waiting room. Can, there. Kenobi finale thoughts. What do you got? Where, where did uh, the tapestry lead you on this one? The tapestry on this one is so it's so rich. I think there's so much that's like really overt, but also some stuff that's like really subtle. I just posted a whole classic me thread about. <laughs> the choreography and how I think that there's Qui-Gon and Kylo Ren in the, in the actual final battle, which I think is fascinating. I love star Wars choreography ever since twin sons. I always think about why is Obi-Wan moving the way he is because the twin sons ones are so specific yes. and important. Mm -hmm. uh, but then also in terms of the sort of things that are there, not, not because Canon was broken, but things that are like, if you were concerned about this, here you go. If mm -hmm. you've ever been concerned about Darth as, as, a, as a, ah. him referring to Darth, we got you yes. covered. If you mm -hmm. love this Leia relationship, but you're wondering, well, why is her message so formal then? Right. He says, we need to keep this secret. No one can know yes. about this adventure. Right. Mm -hmm. so there's little things like that that just really preserve the story. Um, Luke never seeing a blade. Yes, him already being half out by the time she comes yep. in the room. Like They're very, very precise about all that. Yes. And I thought that, yeah, I loved Reva's arc. I loved Obi's arc. I thought it was all, I mean, this is, I think, the episode of Star Wars live action TV, for sure. Yeah, this yes. is the one. So, I, so I actually, it's funny that you popped on because I, I referenced you earlier today talking about how uh, you've been, you and a couple other people referenced this as sort of episode 3.5. Mm -hmm. um, I called it sort of an epilogue to the prequels that brings yeah. us into the next set um, because it really kind of brought the bigger story to a personal level. Um, but um, let's, let's, I, I want to throw this question at you because I don't have an answer and it's it's Reva related, and I know mm. you and I are both fans of the Reva arc. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think happens to her? And does she actually know that Luke is Vader's child, or is it just some piece of vengeance? What's your headcanon on this? And we all know headcanon is deadly, but I'd love <laughs> to hear your perspective on it. I'm so glad you asked because thanks to somebody else asking me, I have a bulleted list of why <laughs> Reva is there. I just scrolled to get it out of a chat I was in. Because uh, somebody said, Alden, can you explain the Reva arc? And I said, or at least the Reva ending. Why is she there? Does right. she know that does she have an inkling that this is a child of Vader? Does she what does she know? What doesn't she know? Is there now someone out there that knows the truth about the twins? And the answer to that is no. The uh, she doesn't know. Uh, who these twins are. And so what I wrote here, she has these pieces of info. Owen has a child on that farm. Mm -hmm. He references his family in part one. She's very suspicious of him in part one. Even separately from Nari, who they're hunting, she says, you're hiding someone. Is there a Jedi on that farm? So Owen's already uh, at the top of her list, He's just not yeah. priority enough to pursue at the moment. Yep. She knows that this senator, Bale, and Obi were, worked together intimately, knew each other enough that he would chase after Bale's daughter, and he was right. It is also public knowledge that Bale's kid is adopted. Maybe that plays a little bit into her mentality, too, once she starts mm -hmm. to get suspicious because yep. she sees Obi running around with this girl, and then, ba then she sees this message, and it's broken up, but she gets the pieces that are Owen, if he knows about the children, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the boy. 
are the three pieces that she gets. So at this point, I wrote with this info, with in conclusion, in conclusion. Uh, <laughs> I believe she's aiming to kill Luke because it's A, somehow important to Vader, B, evidently important to Obi, C, in her mind probably goes back a long time to some sort of intimate thing with all these men because of Bale. And I think she's trying to kill Luke, not because she has, maybe she's assuming that they're related, but it'll just hurt everyone involved. Right. And I think that the key element of why kill Luke is how do I hurt Anakin and Obi-Wan at this point in a way that also emphasizes what I think. And if I'm her, what I think is what she said at the gate in chapter five, where were you? You, right. you trained him mm-hmm. and then you weren't there to save us. So now you're not going to be there to save this kid either. And I'm going to prove that you're a failure. Right. I'm going to prove. And, and once again, I'm going to kill this kid, and then I'm going to ask you again, where were you? Um, but then she can't do it because X, Y, and Z. She sees herself. She realizes you become what you hate. So that's my whole thing. Like, I, I, I'm sure, like, she, it's extrapolating the info, uh, and it's also, like, dark side rage. She's got a mortal wound, um, yeah. or at least it seemed mortal. I'm sure Obi-Wan probably healed her so, or something. So let me ask a question about the mortal wound just for a second. Because, yeah. and this could be a dumb question, I've heard it, you know, kind of talked about a couple of different ways. We know Vader stabs her in that scene in episode five. Mm-hmm. We get the flashback to when she's a youngling in the temple order 66. Mm-hmm. And we also get the blue saber light up. It appears that she gets stabbed, but she also talks about just playing dead and hiding among the bodies and feeling them go cold. Was she really stabbed as a youngling? Because I interpreted that as, her drawing a parallel to those two moments, but I don't know if I ever got it communicated to me fully that she was actually stabbed as a youngling. Does I don't, sense? it totally makes sense. I, I don't think they explicitly say I interpreted it as she was yeah, um, okay. because I think it makes it a more just sad for me as a viewer. Um, but yeah. also I think it's horribly tragic if she was, because what do we know about surviving something like that? It takes the utmost of hate. Like right. it has, it's like Darth Maul level hate to survive something <laughs> like that. Grand Inquisitor as, great, as well. You know, comparison, yeah. Yeah. And uh, all these people, uh, except Dooku, because there's just no coming back from that. Uh, <laughs> Pal- Palpatine, Maul, Grand Inquisitor, Vader burning alive. They've all been able to tap into a level of rage that has pushed them through it. So I, I love the idea. I don't love the idea, but I am sure. horrified and, and loved on a cinematic <laughs> level uh, of the idea of a little girl with a hole in her gut sitting there writhing in anger mm-hmm. with her dead friends around her. Okay. Uh, and that's like, returns I, I think it's dark. all those yeah. things. Yeah. yeah I, I think do. it's all those things. I yeah. think that she was probably the first like <laughs> 10, nine, 10 year old legitimate dark side user. Yeah. I would not be okay. surprised if she left. Like if they ever do like the Riva novel, like, like a YA novel or, mm-hmm. or a six issue comic or something, I would not be surprised if, if she turned into like, a really like horrible kid um, because she had to, like I could see yeah. her finding somebody that would tend to her wound and then killing them for food yeah. or something. Like it's, yeah. it's like a horrible life. It's, it's that survival thing. And I love, and Pete, you commented on this earlier, you know, we give the list of all the people stabbed Reva, grand inquisitor, queen inquisitor, Ben Solo, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon was the only one without a revenge motive. And that was the point that you put in the chat. You know, again, yep. he wasn't driven by rage. Like, 
he was in, he just died because he was m mortally wounded without, you know, as the Grand Inquisitor said, you know, that drive to, you know, You're see too at peace. to keep you alive. Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's He's the difference. Is that they hold on to the physical form. Uh, that's why you have someone like Sheev end up being a rotting corpse on a meat hook because right. they the can't over and over again. <laughs> yeah, they can't change. Um, they can't let go. They would rather be a big trash spider like Maul or they'd rather end up like Palpatine. They'd rather be any of those things than just die. Whereas right. Qui-Gon mm -hmm. is able to not want revenge because he's with his metaphorical son, you know, or at yeah. least little brother and Obi-Wan. He's sure. He gets to die in the arms of somebody that he loves, trusting them with the future. Uh, that's why, yeah, light side users are, are, aren't able to do that. Not that they they can't ever. I'm sure that somebody would. Um, but yeah, I think that it adds up. It requires, I think, a little bit of like, well, what works for you? But like mm -hmm. you, you and I have texted about that, Nick, of like yes. sometimes what, what works for you is just kind of like the point. Right. That's right. It is. Yep. Um, in fact, I was peeked behind the curtain. I was blowing Alden up at like one o'clock in the morning late last week because <laughs> we were both just awake and talking about Star Wars because that's what we do. Those are the yeah, I can't are. remember what got us on that that track, but it. I think the the, the, the ending thesis. Uh, you you don't swear on this show, right? No, we do. It's fine. Oh, okay. The, the ending the, the ending thesis was. Uh, how, how does the dark side cave work on Dagobah? Who gives a fuck? It's just the exactly. fact that he, it it's just the, like, what did he exactly. see? That's what matters. It doesn't, it, I don't need to know how the, the rocks yep. and the moss yeah. and the cave produce. Uh, it, it, it was the show. Like, don't tell the show. Don't mm -hmm. tell was what started the thread when I texted you and was just like, this is yeah. what's in my head. We don't have yeah. to explain it all. Sometimes we just do it. Sometimes um, it just happens. Alden, it's so good to see you. It's so good to have you pop yeah. in and, and have Great this first streaming too. Star Wars experience. We hope we will see you again sometime very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we've got another caller on the line, you know, somebody oh, that just deals with everybody. You know, you know Ooh. where this is headed, but, you know, um. it's, it's time. Everybody <laughs> equal time on streaming Star Wars. So that's where we're headed. Have fun Thanks, with everybody. him. Thanks, all that. Hello. <laughs> you can see what are you something going on back here. Yeah, what is happening back here? Are, is there, are you in construction, Scotty? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the line of, hello, third sister. Hello. And then y'all. Hello. <laughs> hello. No, the new one now is this. The new one is this. It's this. It's a. Uh... <laughs> Oh, yes. I yes. was dying. When, Eric, when he says, Eric, we should go after all of them. No, Kenobi's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if we don't get more Rupert Friend as the Grand Inquisitor, I mean, like, I'm, there is just so much. Oh, Danny. Danny, I saw you earlier. You're wonderful. JD, look at all these people. They all love me. It's wow. The and Jared. Jero, uh, Jero, uh, Jared still lost to me in trivia, so we're we're doing good. So, <laughs> but you know, the, the, the point that I made on Twitter about Rupert Friend was, if you had any issue with the Grand Inquisitor and the way Rupert portrayed him, it all went out the window. And and somebody else was saying, I don't know if it was Kristen Baver or somebody was saying that only somebody who you something about the fact that he was actually like out of focus and he still stole that yes, moment exactly. but just like and we've all been there we've all had a parent <laughs> or a boss who does something and we're just like really 
whatever. Yeah. 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 And it was so, but the it's, Grand it's Inquisitor so is the eye roll personified. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you almost get why he's frustrated because they could literally stop the path if they yeah. just took yeah. over that ship. And, yep. you know, you got Vader's headstrongness still just there. And that's that's what leads him to even getting his butt whipped. Because, like, but, he comes, I'm sure the Grand Inquisitor was like, Oh wow, that happened to you! Oh, what a shame! <laughs> oh, that's you know, the second bad. he got back on that ship, oh, it's awesome. There it but is. so I, I wonder. So that brings up a really interesting thought that I've had about this show, and that is, you know, so the question. Yeah, I think even again, James Bainey said this when when we had uh, TRB on a couple weeks ago. Um, what's the purpose of this show? And I think yeah. the purpose of the show, as I said before, is kind of an epilogue of the prequels. But more importantly, the role that it plays to me is it solidifies all because honestly, Darth Vader made some dumb choices. Like I didn't quite understand, not in the show, but broadly. Right. I didn't yeah. understand, you know, what made him so terrible. All these because I don't read the comic books, but I do know that the comics have some pretty extreme Vader stuff. But that's stuff you don't see on screen. Um but this show made you realize that, it, it, the, and we didn't even talk about the duel, the smile that Hayden Christensen yes. puts on when he says, yes. Vader, uh, I didn't kill, you didn't kill Anakin, or, or I, did. I did. The smile is, it's Joker level, like creepy Unreal. and yeah. evil. And it's you so realize good. at that moment that, yes, Vader, you know, we all kind of Two were like, oh, a people. certain point of view. Vader did kill Anakin and Anakin let himself be killed by Vader. And that's the other and, part of this. That's so, and it gives deep. so much power to Ben in his hut with Luke in four. When he says a Jedi, a, uh, whatever he says, he says named Darth Vader betrayed yep. and murdered your father. Yep. And that's true. Every drop of weight, every drop of person who comes back and goes, but this doesn't make sense. This is, this is where that came from. This is why that works. And I love, and I just wanted to bring your point about comics in, you know, Vader done some dumb stuff. He got his butt kicked. Of course, this does also answer when we last met, I was the learner. Now I am the master yep. because he got his ass kicked on whatever Again. that unnamed moon was. I love it. In the comic yeah. books, Pete, like you referenced there, and I haven't read them either, but I've seen enough, you know, images that people have posted and heard people talk about it. Like in the comic books repeatedly, Vader is doing stuff driven by this blind rage for Obi-Wan and then getting smacked by the emperor, just like he does at the end of this episode when he yeah. says, if you aren't willing to let this go. And so he gives that moment of pledging allegiance and saying, it's only you. I only serve you, my master and figuring out, okay, so this is why he stops chasing Obi-Wan because that's the question that everybody had at the end of the series. Well, why would he just stop? Because the mm -hmm. emperor smacked his hand and said, it's me or him. What are you going to do? Again, it's exactly. brilliant writing. They didn't leave any no, every question you have, there's an answer to. And it's brilliant too because you got to think about it. If he had kept pursuing Obi-Wan, he may have turned way earlier. Correct. I mean that. Like mm -hmm. you you get a character like vulnerable. Vader. Yeah, he was vulnerable even in that moment. One of the best mm -hmm. parts of the whole moment with the mask being half cut off was the line where he goes, "Master, you know, uh, he was he was very enduring, like you know, it wasn't. You don't need to be sorry about 
something. No, what was the exact phrasing? Damn it. When I see Pete's pretty face, I forget things. <laughs> Shit. Uh, all he does it. say something to the effect of like, like, don't be sad. You know, I, I, I it's, it's all okay. You know, I had to kill him. And I'm like, my God, like you have Hayden Christensen who was hated for so long for being a not so good actor in the prequels, but it's, that's mm-hmm. an argument to be had. But you look at him now and like Deborah Chow pulled so much of a performance out of him and yeah. even acting halfway behind a mask with two different color light. I mean, like who would have ever thought, you know, and Pete, I know you saw most of those at the premieres and stuff and you and, and Nick obviously grew up at a different time than I did where I didn't know that was a thing. And how does it feel now knowing that we get like a return, you know, of Hayden Christensen in this capacity? How did y'all feel about seeing that scene is what I'm saying. Cause that must've been insane for y'all. I mean that. Well, I, you know, one of the things I've talked about a couple times during this series on this show is the connection for me for the first time between Hayden Christensen's Anakin and Darth Vader, right? And for me, yes, for yeah. years and years and years, it was Man in Suit and Hayden Christensen, two completely right. different characters. Mm-hmm. This series it brought that to life. Watching him walk through the streets of Mapuzo as a killing machine, that was Anakin. Because, of, again, yeah. probably because of Clone Wars as well, because we've mm-hmm. seen him... You know, it, it, when you go back and you watch Clone Wars now and you realize like when when Anakin just just killed a guy because to save the day where you had Obi-Wan who literally could have ended Vader, but left him again to yeah. die, left him again, again to die twice. He hasn't learned that. Not that he hasn't learned that lesson. It's the difference in the dark and the light. Right. It's the difference yeah. in what mercy looks like or. Or even not even mercy, but letting the will of the force sort it out. If if Obi Wan leaves, and Anakin dies there because of what he did to him, then that's the will of the force. Yeah. But it wasn't Obi Wan's decision to make. It was Obi Wan. He did what he did, and it was time to walk away. There's a lot of power but in that. This is the line. Yeah, I'm not your failure, Obi Wan. Like that's Anakin. Like yeah. through and through Anakin. That's yep. not even Vader at that point nope. because it's true, you know, and, and you've got the moment. And I think one of the best parts of the whole fight was the the voice, you know, changing from Vader. Yes. To him. Oh, my gosh. And talk about like, you know, obviously there's some iconic things in Star Wars um, as of recent history. You know, I would say one of the best and biggest iconic moments is obviously when Grogu and Din first meet or when Ray goes down the, 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 the sand dune. But like that yeah. overhead shot of. Obi-Wan and like the voice oh, yeah. like oh my god I'm like B- big I've mall vibes episode- right there <laughs> yes you well, I've watched this episode four times now and like I I love the idea of like that is a huge part of Star Wars now you get to see like this really interesting you know perspective of a of a truly broken character you know and the 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 voice cracking and all of it I mean it's just god we're lucky I don't well, know that's all I can say about this It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So let me let me bring up your point about Obi-Wan, uh, the line from Maul in Rebels, because yeah, people are talking about how this has impacted the OT and the PT and everything is, you know, there's those connections. But 
do what I did just, uh, I guess it was yesterday. Watch the Twilight of the Apprentice episodes again. Never yes. mind the fact that, for, so first of all, a lot of people are like, uh, not a lot of people, but some people were, were saying, <laughs> oh, they did the 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 half a helmet in Twilight of the Apprentice. It's been done before. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, 90% of the Star Wars fan base has not watched Rebels. <laughs> yes. Sorry to so say that, it, yes. but it's true. So they've never seen yeah. it. Second of all, when you watch that again now, this is what I love about this series. I watched it, and I, I want to hear from people. Go to tw- After you do it, go to Twitter and at me and tell me what you think. You watch it now, and you realize Ahsoka had zero chance of saving him. Zero, because he was so no. far gone. When we watched it a couple of years ago when it first hit, there was always that sort of hope that she might be able to, you know, reach. We knew he did. She didn't because we knew where Vader yeah. went. But there was always sort of this hope that she could reach him. But now we look at it from Vader's perspective, and he's so far gone. He's toying with her. He, she has no mm-hmm. shot yep. at all. Right. And that's that to me. Again, that's the power of this show. Is it didn't change the canon. It didn't change the lore, but it improved it, and it gave you more insight it. to, to different parts of the of, of the show. This is the, very the superficial, but it ties into exactly that point. And Twilight of the Apprentice, it's the right side of Vader. Yep. When he yeah. gets hit, the broken mask is on the right side. In this one. It's the left side, and I think the first thing I texted to Pete, I don't know if it was to you too, Scotty, afterwards when I watched it the first time, when Obi-Wan makes that hit, as an original trilogy kid, it's the Return of the Jedi scar Scar. that Sebastian Shaw had on the top of his head, and immediately you're like, that's where that came. Like, that's the first thing Ah. that hit for me. Again, tiny little things that fill out and expand and go, there's a history here, and there's a brutality here. Which is also yeah. really powerful. Like Chase talked about it when he was on with me last week. I heard him talk about it with you guys on Skywalking two hours mm-hmm. ago. When Obi-Wan is hitting Vader in the chest with the bottom wow. side of that lightsaber over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is raw emotion. But what yep. what got me and what did it for me was Obi-Wan Kenobi stands up, arm spread, lightsaber in one hand, <laughs> and all those boulders come up behind him. And he just starts drilling him. That was yeah. so good because it was so not Obi-Wan. But he, w- mm-hmm. as he said, as he faced off, are you here to call me Obi-Wan? I will do what I must. Which he, <laughs> which he said in Revenge of the Sith. Which is what he also uh, said in Revenge well, of the it's- Sith. The George line poetry, it rhymes, right? And and it's funny, this time it literally rhymes because the, the line that Anakin says in Revenge of the Sith was, you will yeah. try, but yep. in this one, it's, you will die. And like, yep. literally, they they did, you know, and like you said earlier, Pete, you, you attributed everything that A New Hope set up and Revenge of the Sith set up. And yep. I agree. Like, it, it's so crazy, JD, because... When I went into the show, I'm like, man, you're right. Is this is this something we really need to be able to, you know, complete a journey? The journey already felt complete, but in some capacity, they did it even more. And like yeah. something even as small as the the T16 model, right? Like you just mm-hmm. you just found a way to work in so many little itty bitty moments. Uh, you know, um, so long, Darth. You know, like getting that chance yes. to understand where Obi Wan is at you know, in this versus where he wasn't read in the Sith is just like, it's a beautiful thing. And I don't know, have y'all got to the, uh, the very, very end yet? Cause I, you know, I love, you know, who I love who shows up at the very, very end. I don't well, know, do I we, yeah, no, well, let's we're go not going in any particular order, but before we go there, I do want to, you mentioned the Darth yeah. thing and I, 
that I think to me is my favorite retcon of this entire thing. Yes. Because yes. a lot of, and I was one of them. I actually have a video where I talk about it, where like Darth Vader's name was Darth Vader, Scott, J. Rowe, Nick, Milky. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. That was his uh -huh. name in the, but now it's just, it's, it's a, and now it's a title, but the way he does it here, it works on so many levels because he says it's, he's not calling him Anakin. He's just like, all right, you're not Anakin anymore. You're Darth. And secondly, the way I took it, and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this, is you're just another Darth, right? There's been yes. a thousand Darths yep. throughout the year. You're, you're just Darth. Yeah. See you later, Darth. And then when he sees him again 10 years later, he's like, only Master Darth. of Evil, generic Sith Darth. guy. Only, you know? uh, yeah. <laughs> only a Master of Evil. <laughs> Darth. Darth. Because you're not, a, you're not a Jedi Master, are you? Because you oh, couldn't make the council. Yep. It's, so. it's Kenobi Shade. <laughs> which is another one it and it really and i mean this one of the things i've said for a long time because of course part of my brand apparently is like having drinks i love so much that obi-wan kenobi is like hey you go do with this well, what are you gonna do master i'm gonna go to the bar and have a drink yeah i'm gonna in uh -huh. attack of the clones <laughs> in most eyes cantina in yeah. you know these various times you know like obi-wan's that guy like he's a little bit all of us he's a little bit petty he's a little bit like yeah. snarky the mustache rub as he's sitting there going, mm, I'm going to say something smart ass to you. <laughs> yep. And that, that Darth drop is so good and hits just like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. And that's true. You know, and part of it I think is an insult as well. It yep. is definitely an insult. Like, like not just because there's more than one Darth, you know, just like, uh, just like Brian said, but part of it does come down to the fact that like, you know, he would call him Anakin, you know, he would yeah. call him, you know, I was his first name and to call him by anything else, you know, that's, that's almost you acknowledging that that name means nothing, you know, calling yeah, right. him Darth. It's just, uh, it's so well done y'all. It's so well done. Well, Scotty, what did you want to talk about with, uh, let's, let's wrap up our Kenobi talk with you talking about yeah. the Phantom Menace connection, man. <laughs> See, look, this is part of it. And like, I, I don't mean to be this person because, you know, people change, obviously, but you still got a sect of the fandom or even super casual that, you know, hate the prequels for whatever reason. Yep. But it, this show wouldn't have existed without those three movies, you know, and obviously you and McGregor was probably the most desired part of the prequels. And I've really thought about this a lot in the past couple of days, but to have that moment where Qui-Gon gets to come back almost is kind of like a, you remember this guy? And if you don't remember him that well, go watch the Phantom Menace. And then like that movie's going to make so much more sense now that you've seen this whole series and everything else preceding it. Um, but or I guess following it, um, that moment of, of, you know, took you long enough is amazing <laughs> yes. because it's not only a quippy line, but also part of it, at least to me personally is like, yes, you haven't been Obi-Wan. You weren't right. that same, you know, apprentice that, you know, had to hold me in his arms when I died, right? And you haven't been that guy in like 10 years. And it took 10 years for that like awakening to occur. And then he finally presents himself in the desert to Tatooine. And I think the most comforting part of all that is that they have a conversation on the walk to that canyon and we don't see it and we yeah. know it happens. And now that he is matured enough and gone through enough for him to be able to, you know, talk to Qui-Gon is just, so well done and you know Liam needs to look great uh, and they even did y'all they even did the most subtle thing they did the length of hair difference it's too different so I noticed it I well noticed it. And they found Liam's wig they did it they found the wig but, you know, I, honestly that it, it's it's amazing but it's not surprising because this show 
took so much care with absolutely yes. every detail, everything. Yep. There was nothing that was left un, uh, untaken care of. And yeah, I mean, there's um, the reality is we, we were working in the volume. There were some scenes, there's some shots sure. that I'll say felt like, okay, yep, that's in the volume. Yeah, I agree. There were some things, you know, some CG space shots, or things, whatever. But the story was there and the care that was given to this show and you know what I what I love is is re, uh, reading things about like Hayden going back and watching Rebels and yes. Clone Wars, and mm -hmm. you could tell that there was love for these characters. And you know we we talked a lot about it when we were all together Star Wars Celebration because because mm -hmm. because uh, Ewan brought it up. You know we did these movies and they weren't well received. Reminding people yeah. they weren't well received. And this connection to Qui Gon at the at, uh, the connection to the Phantom Menace. This is the first time there's been any. Phantom Menace reference, other than the the quick shot of Anakin at the beginning. Um, yep, this is the first time that Disney Star Wars, the Disney Star Wars era, rather, because I hate that phrase, Disney Star Wars, but the Disney Star Wars <laughs> era has really full on pulled the Phantom Menace into what they're doing. God, it's awesome. That was the and also the the best line was "We'll ever see you again," and that's what sent me through the roof. Yes, because yep. like it's literally what Anakin says to Shmi and you're like, yep. wow, like that's what is your same 10 year old you? says that to her, you know, her, her, you know, mentor essentially. And what does your heart tell you? Like it, it's y'all it's, it's such a special time. And, and I said this earlier on, on skywalking, but I want to reiterate it right now. It took like seven years for this project to even come to fruition. You know, yeah, yeah. obviously it had been in the works when the acquisition had occurred and there was like rewrites and COVID delayed it. And then other writers came in and you can tell mm -hmm. with just the, the credits alone, it's, there was like six people that worked on this project yeah. and for it to actually get made is a miracle number one, but also for it to be truly some of the best Star Wars storytelling. And I love my sequel trilogy and you really can't touch movies and TV, but like this was just like phenomenal, yep. super cohesive, super well done. And I don't know, it, it was, it was a love letter to your all's generation and yep. a love letter to my generation. And I, uh, I can't and believe they pulled it off. Yep. And I think I said it and I don't know if you caught it at the very, very beginning, but I think to me, the way I've described it the best is, it was the bridge. This series has been the bridge from the prequel God. trilogy to OT kids like Pete and I, yep. like mm -hmm. it connected up, you know, I've grown to appreciate the prequels way more in the last 10 years as I've become an adult, as I've learned to appreciate, you know, not being an asshole more, you know, all those different <laughs> things. But You're still an asshole, Nick. But, and that's but a, but a, that. a well-meaning asshole. Yes. And, and I'm your <laughs> asshole. So you're stuck with me. So it's fine. Um, but, but it really also does, just connect and flesh out the connecting points between those stories. Clone Wars season seven did a lot of that for me yep. because I'm very famously have said, wasn't a huge Clone Wars guy. I kind of visited it to catch different arcs, to catch different things, to figure it out along the way. Season seven, especially those last four episodes, all in the tank, like so yep. good, did so much. And it's also because I love Rebels so much and Rebels again does mm -hmm. so much for me. So to have the Rebels crossover, the prequels crossover, the connections to the OT, you know, <laughs> there's so much in there. You know, Pete, Pete's just being Pete. It's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll curse at each other way worse than this later. <laughs> That's um, right. Well, thank uh, you for having me on, boys. I appreciate it. Seriously. Dude, well, this was so honestly, wonderful. it feels a little bit like a do-over from last week when we had the disaster <laughs> show. And neither one of us could make our stuff work. So That's right. Nope. It's nice. <laughs> nice to actually have you both in your in your environment yeah where we're means. supposed to be <laughs> that's right well great well scotty thank you so much man may the force be with you we are at the end of this conversation about 
Kenobi, we will be in full force when Andor comes, which is just honestly, it's two months away. July 1st is next week and August 31st is Andor. We are, you know, we don't have that long of a break, but We're, we're right there. But we will be back with streaming Star Wars. We probably won't be every single week, but we will be coming back to talk about Star Wars news. A couple yep. other things, you know, we, one of the things we we talked about was uh, uh, we we've talked about my dad, and, and maybe we can get your dad to do it too, Nick. My my dad was unaware of Rogue One, and I told mm-hmm. him where it fits in this story, and he's going to watch it this weekend. Maybe you can get your dad to All watch right, so it. So here, I was going to say, here's what we're going to do. Let's go ahead and do this. Okay. Um, I'm I'm on board for this, and I will be calling him first thing in the morning to say. If you're willing, watch this thing, and it's going to be your dad, my dad, you and me, and we're going to. I think that would be great. So, hey, if you're interested in seeing that, let us know in the chat here. I think that would be great. You hear us talk about these guys all the time, and to get their their perspective, especially after they both watched Kenobi, uh, be fantastic. So, uh, well, Nick, this has been an incredibly fun hour and change, more than change. And uh, thank you very much to everybody who hung out with us tonight. We had a, a good group with us the entire time. Thank you so much. And thank you to those of you who called in. We will do this again sometime very soon. And uh, uh, well, uh, you know, Nick, without Kenobi, I, I feel like, uh, you know what? The one thing we didn't touch on like, before we go do it right now. We had our little bet as to what the first line of the series was going to be. And you said it was yes, going to be, did. I have a bad feeling about this. I, I said it was going to be hello there. Now, I right. didn't I didn't win because it wasn't the first, but he never right. said, I have a bad feeling about this. So he I never said it. it. I just want to take a little credit for a little tiny victory. So here's here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. I already have a couple of things to send you in the mail. Jack's poster, some other ah, stuff. Right, right. Um, as a result, because... You didn't win the bet. I didn't win the bet. Right. But my thing didn't show up, and you kind of like late game hail right. Mary. I came in like 14th place, but you didn't. So what we're gonna do yeah. is I will send you. I'll still send you a bottle of booze. It just will be like half as good as what you okay. would have gotten. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'll That's take. What we're gonna do. Look, I'm never one to take to say no to a bottle of booze. So. Uh, I, yeah, think, exactly. I think that's Pete how we get gets here. It. Pete gets half the point. <laughs> half the point. So, all right. Well, hey, Nick, this was great. And uh, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>